Last week we discussed the phrase of Lech Lecha, which was said to Avram to go, to pick up, to leave his homeland and head off to the land of Israel as we introduced our first Shabbat of Aliyah. And uh, as I noted today in Shul, uh, nobody really listened to me. Everybody was still sitting in the same seats they were in last week. Uh, which I, uh, of course, expected. Uh, I'm still here as well, and I called it the first annual Shabbat of Aliyah, so I assume it'll be every year because we're still going to be here, which allows me to speak about the second phrase of Lech Lecha, which appears in this week's parsha. There are two. Last week, when Avram was told to leave his home, and at the end of this week's parsha, one of the most complicated and difficult uh, passages to understand in which Hashem tests Avram by asking him to take his son Yitzchak and bring him as an offering, the Torah there uses the same phrase, Lech Lecha, and take your son and go to the land of Moriah and there you will offer him on the top of the mountain uh, as an offering. And the sages noted the two Lech Lechas, the first of the ten tests which began last week with Lech Lecha and then the last of Avram's ten tests which concludes also with the same phrase Lech Lecha. And the sages in the Medrash ask a most perplexing question, which of the Lech Lechas was more chaviv, was more endearing to Hashem, which was a more difficult test, which one created more of this love and this bond between Hashem and Avram. And it's hard to even see how you can compare these two. Uh, certainly moving to Israel, picking up Avraham, everything that he had and leaving was is hard. We all know that ourselves, but can't compare that in any way to the idea of taking your son who you were promised would become a great and numerous nation and, and bringing him as an offering. It's apples to oranges. Uh, but there is a, a theme here that I heard from Rabbi Moshe Weinberger, who's a uh, Rav in a shul in New York and a mashkiach in uh, Yeshiva University, uh, had, had quoted a beautiful idea that there's a, a common thread between these two tests. And both of these two tests of Lech Lecha are asking of Avram to live in the present, to be living with what is the task in front of him now and disregard to a certain degree the baggage of the past and the promise and allure of the future. Last week's parsha, when Hashem told Avraham to leave his homeland, he said, leave everything you know behind, your homeland, your father's home, the place where you were born, everything that was, it was, but now I have something new for you to do. I have a new challenge and a new life that I want you to create, and you need to leave behind the Lech Lecha. And this week's parsha, he also says Lech Lecha, Leave aside your future. You think, Avram, I even told you so, that everything in your future is dependent on this son Yitzchak. And how can you imagine in your mind throwing away, this is everything you've yearned for, everything you've worked for for your entire life. And Hashem is saying, ignore what you think is supposed to happen in the future and just do what I'm asking you to do right now. Rabbi Weimager shared a story of the third Lubavitcher Rebbe. Rabbi Menachem Mendel was known as the Tzemach Tzedek. He passed away in the 1860s. When he was still a young boy, he was destined to become the third Lubavitcher Rebbe. But at the time he was a young child, he was playing a game with his friends who could climb the highest on a certain tree or the side of a building, whatever it was that little boys played with in the 1820s. Um, and his grandfather, who was the at that point the Rebbe, the founding Rebbe, Rebbe of the Lubavitcher Hasidim, Rabbi Schneer Zalman, uh, who was the uh, Balatanya, wrote the Sefer Balatanya, uh, Tanya, and he, was, he watched. His grandfather was watching the game from a window from where he saw it from his study. And the, the young boy, destined to be a Rebbe, won. He climbed the highest out of all of the boys. So when they finished, and they all came inside eventually, his grandfather, the Rebbe, called him in and said, New Yingala, how'd you do it? How did you climb higher than everybody else? And so he said, 
He said, you know, I saw all the other boys, say they, when they were climbing, at a certain point they would look down and they would see how high up they were and they would get scared. And so they would quickly climb back down again. And some of the other boys, when they were climbing, at a certain point, they would look up and they saw how high they still had to go and how high it was. And they got scared. And so they climbed down. So I just focused on the step in front of me. This step, I could do this step. And then the next step in front, I could do this step too. And each step I took, eventually I got to the very top. And that's, that's the idea. Sometimes we take so much baggage with us from our past and we need to put aside the baggage. And sometimes we get so caught up in what we think the future is supposed to be that we don't do what's in front of us now because it doesn't fit into the picture of what we think it's supposed to be. And these two tests, the first and the last, are a message of what's the rung of the ladder that's in front of you right now. That, that's what's important. That's what needs to be focused on. Now, at the same time that that's the truth, that that's what we focus on. In fact, the Kutzke Rebbe used to tell the story all the time that he once met a chassid of a different Rebbe. And so when he met this chassid, he asked the chassid, no, the Rebbe that you have, what's his thing? Like, what's so unique? What's so special about him? And this chassid, this chassid told the Kutzke Rebbe, my Rebbe, the most important thing in the world is whatever he's doing that moment. And Kutzke Rebbe used to say that story over all the time. He loved, that's, that's the most important thing. At the same time, we certainly learn from our past. You can't completely disregard it. We have to learn from things that happened in the past. And we have to have aspirations to the future. You have to know, like, what's my goal? What am I trying to climb? I can climb the rung in front of me, but I need to know to choose which ladder to go. What, where am I going? And in fact, that also manifests itself in this week's parsha in which when the city of Sodom is destroyed and Lot is told to run out, he's not told just to run anywhere, but Himalay Tahara. You have to specifically go to the mountain. And Rashi comments like, what's so special about running to the mountain? The main thing is just getting out of the city, right? And Rashi says, no, he has to run to the mountain. That's the place, Rashi says, where his uncle Avraham was living. You need to aspire to that. Where you've been is no good. You have to look somewhere else. And Lot's wife, when she looks back at Sidon in this, this vision of still aspiring to be back there, so she's caught up in, in the destruction. And those are the two things that we have to play off each other. On the one hand, to aspire to greatness, we have to aspire to become a certain type of person, to aspire to want to be righteous and benevolent and kind. But at the same time, the way that we achieve that is always by focusing on what's the task in front of me right now. I can't get caught up in what it looks like to be a righteous tzaddik and a benevolent person because I might miss the things that I need to be doing right now. What's in front of me, that's what I need to be doing. That's the most important thing that I have to do. Aspire to greatness and focus on the things that are in front of me there. And then through that, we will eventually achieve that greatness. Have a wonderful week.